0: Welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, where we explore the inner workings of the creative process. I'm your host, Nancy Norbeck. Hey, everybody. It's Nancy Norbeck with this week's Creative Pep Talk. And I want to build on something that came up in my conversation last week with Dr. Kelly Flanagan. One of the ideas that we talked about a little bit and circled back to around the the end was the idea of the wild, and letting yourself go into your own, your own wild self in order to create and to discover your own self. If you haven't listened to that episode, I really, really recommend it. It's so good. But here's, here's what I want to say for today. So especially in the creative process, but also in other places in our lives, we can get really, really stuck on the idea that everything has to be perfect. Your circle has to be perfect. I don't know about you, but I remember being in, I don't know, somewhere in elementary school and kids making a big deal out of whether or not they could draw a perfect circle without a compass. You can guess if you've ever been around or have been an elementary age student exactly how likely they were to have achieved this without a tool like a compass but it was a big deal or can you draw a totally straight line without a ruler how many of us can do that if you are a really really you know really well-practiced artist you might be able to do that but the rest of us give me a break I'm not even going to try give me the ruler like right now but what if the line doesn't have to be straight what if the circle doesn't have to be perfect? If you go to an art museum, you're going to see a lot of lines that aren't straight and a lot of circles that aren't perfect in a lot of that art. Because think about it, how boring would it be if they all were? Right? I mean, it would feel mass produced, like it was created by a machine, not created by a human. I personally am of the belief that one of our great societal ills is at the root, the fact that we all seem to believe that we have to be machines now. You know, we have to be on all the time. Everything has to be perfect, blah, blah, whatever. None of us are capable of being on all the time. None of us is capable of being perfect. And really, why would you want to be? Because that would be like this weird, creepy, Stepford kind of vibe. And it's so much more interesting to be human. So I think we've kind of lost touch with our wild selves And in the last year, I've been much more interested in the idea of the wild self, which is why I was interested and and excited to see it come up in Kelly's book. I've been reading people like Martin Shaw, who write about this all the time, because we've, we've tried to divorce ourselves from this critical part of what it means to be human. And when we do that, our lives suffer and our creative work tends to suffer because that means that our left brain is constantly getting in the way. Their left brain is constantly shooting. It's insisting that it be better. It's wanting perfection. And that's probably not what your project wants to be. And if you really stop and think about it, it's probably not what you really want to be either. I know I talk about little kids all the time, but there's a reason for that. And the reason is if you watch a kid play and you watch a kid create, they are not doing that to themselves. And sure, a kid's drawing is not likely to be perfect, but it's still a worthy piece of art. It may be worth more to that kid's mom and dad and grandparents than it is to a random stranger on the street, but it's still a worthy piece of work. They did it which is more than a lot of people do because they get hung up on all of this perfectionistic stuff before they even get started. But kids, especially when they're small and haven't yet been taught that they have to be logical thinking machines, they don't get hung up on that stuff at all. They just do what feels right to them. As adults, we lose that. And that's why I think it's really important to get back into what is wild for us. What comes up when we turn off the thinky, thinky brain, remind ourselves that life is not a logic puzzle or an algebra word problem, and go back into our spirit and our body and our heart, which I'm kind of using interchangeably here. I know they're not really the same thing, but they are the part of your consciousness that is not bound up in logic and self-consciousness. And that's why I'm using them interchangeably. They are the spirit of you and the spirit of what wants to be created by you. Sometimes it's as easy as just putting your hand over your heart and taking a deep breath and focusing on on your consciousness there rather than as a brain thing and seeing what comes up. Sometimes it might involve playing with an actual kid to get inspired or to create a project together and to get into that energy. But it's the difference between the perfectly manicured bouquet of roses and the glorious meadow full of wildflowers that has been allowed to run free. There is a time and a place for both. But if you try to create the perfectly manicured thing, you're probably going to have trouble and you're probably going to get stuck. Whereas if you let your ideas and yourself and your spirit and your heart run wild, you're not going to end up with perfection probably, but you might end up with something better. You might end up with a whole lot of stuff that has a great deal of potential that you get inspired by, that you can turn into something else. And later on, maybe the time to go and, and aim more in the direction of perfection. But without that wildness, where's the heart in what you create? None of us really want to create things that are mechanical. I mean, unless we're mechanical engineers, you know, or that's some particular aspect of what what we do and how we use something mechanical to create our work. But most of us at heart, we know we're not machines. We know we are not meant to work nine to five without a break. We know that we are not meant to be on after five o'clock without a break. We know that sleep is important. We know we have emotions and, and, you know, things beyond logic that are human traits and needs. So why not create from that place of that wild human energy and let the perfect logic-y, think-y stuff go until after you've created something and see what you might want to do with it from there. I am of the belief that creative projects know what they want to be. They often have a mind of their own. Authors can tell you characters often have a mind of their own. You know, some sometimes things don't want to go exactly the way you want them to do. And if you try to make them go that way, bad things happen. Creativity and force don't go together well. So, in the U.S., we're coming up on a holiday weekend, which might be a great time to try connecting with your wild energy as you create. If you're stuck, it's always a great time to connect with that wild energy. And that may include going outside, just being out in nature, going for a walk. It may include doing a meditation that focuses more on, on your heart and your spirit to let that part of you come to the fore, it can be a little tricky if you haven't done it before. So if it doesn't come to you right away, that's okay. It might take a little time. But, you know, at the very least, grab a crayon and a paper and scribble on it like you're three. That actually, that can get you there in a hurry, (laughs) even if you've never done it before, even if you're, you're in that thinky space all the time. But whatever feels like it might get you there, is worth a try. The rules are the rules are somebody's rules. You know, if you're not hurting yourself or somebody else, there's no reason that everything has to be an algebra problem or a logic puzzle. Let it go wild. Make the sky pink and make the flowers green and see what works for you and see how it feels and maybe even be silly, which is also another great way to get stuck. I'm stuck. Sorry. (laughs) So, you know, and and laugh at yourself when you get it wrong, because we all do. None of us is perfect. But give it a whirl. See what happens when you actually pay attention to the wild side of nature, of yourself, of your work, and see what happens. See how it goes. See what you learn and what's revealed through that process that wouldn't have been revealed any other way. Give it a try let me know how it goes. If you have a, a, you know, a, an experience with it, so even if you've had an experience like that in the past, like if you've really gotten into the flow because that turns off all of these parts of your head, leave a review and tell us about it. I know I would love to read about it and I'm sure that others would too. So with that, I will see you next time. If this episode resonated with you, don't forget to get in touch on any of my social platforms or even via email at fycuriosity.com and tell me what you loved. And if you're feeling a little bit less than confident in your creative process right now, and you haven't yet signed up for my free email series on six of the most common creative beliefs that are messing you up, please check it out. It'll untangle those myths and help you get rolling again. You can find it at FYCuriosity.com, and there's also a link right in your podcast app. See you there, and see you next week. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. Thanks.